0: Today's video is brought to you by storyboardthat.com. Please visit teachercast.net slash storyboardthat for a limited time offer.
1: Welcome to episode 24 of the Principal Cast Podcast, hosted by myself, Dr. Spike Cook, Jessica Johnson, and Teresa Stagger. Tonight, we have two special guests, Joe Sanfilippo from Wisconsin and Dr. Dave Gentile from Millville, New Jersey. They're going to be talking about what superintendents are looking for for the 21st century So This is really designed for aspiring administrators of any kind. You can connect with us in many different ways. Please visit our website at principalcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at principalcast. And we are on YouTube, and you can find both our audio and video feeds on iTunes. This episode of the Principal Cast podcast is brought to you by StoryboardThat.com. It's the world's best storyboard creator. You can enjoy 25% off of any purchase today at storyboard.com slash teachercast. Please make sure to support our sponsors. So welcome, everybody. Uh, I wanted to uh, introduce our first guest tonight, Dr. Dave Gentile. He is the superintendent of the Millville Public Schools in Millville, New Jersey. Uh, I've had the pleasure of working with David for the last three years. I'm approaching uh, earning tenure. And I'm hoping, you know, in the next six days that I, I can make sure that that's happened. Uh, Dr. Gentile, welcome to the show. Yeah, good evening to everybody. And we'll see
0: how uh, tonight goes, and we'll see if, uh, you know, we can we can maybe get that done for Spike. He's a he's a great principal. Lucky to have him in Millville. And uh, so happy to be here. Excited to be here. And uh, so thanks for having me on.
1: Excellent, and I'd like to introduce uh, Dr. Joe Sanfilippo. He is the superintendent of the Fall Creek School District. That's the hat that we're all wearing. If you guys are are watching live, um, if not, I'm quite sure that at any time, if you're even if you're listening to on iTunes, there's a way that you can get Fall Creek here. Um, Dr. Sanfilippo,
2: yes, I, to I, know, the show. I know a guy. I know a guy can get you the stuff. I do. I do. That's good. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I've enjoyed you know, being part of the chat room for the last uh, however long, and it's uh, an honor to be with you guys tonight.
3: And you know what? I think we should say, too, that Joe has his own podcast, the Brand Dead podcast, along with Tony Sinanis.
2: We do. That is something that we do, but let's make sure that we don't talk great things about Tony right now. I don't <laughs> need to do that. So. <laughs> the less that we can do with him being, you know, an influential piece of whatever we, we don't need that we don't need that so
4: oh, poor Tony. one of the things
1: that we do each week is we, you know, kind of go over how our week went and um, we you know in in lieu of the 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 awesomeness that is with us tonight. We're going to skip that, folks, for, the, for those who um, have been uh, listening and know what our routine is. And we're actually going to go right into tonight's topic, which is, um, you know, basically, what's an aspiring administrator to do? So the first question for Dr. Gentile is, you know, in the 21st century, you know, there's a lot of different things that administrators are supposed to do. What are you looking for and an aspiring administrator candidate. Uh, I
0: think it's a, a great question, a great topic. Um, I guess what I'll start with is the aspiring uh, aspiring administrator who's looking for that first that first job. So uh, you know, like in Millville, we have uh, teachers who have graduated with their master's degree. Uh, they're looking to break in uh, in some capacity into being an, an administrator to get that first position out of the way. So uh, what I look for when we go you know, for the screening and for the interviews, uh, I'm looking to know what, what have they done, you know, what, what types of things have they volunteered for, how have they made the lives of kids better, you know, what have they done in their school, uh, you know, I, and you, you hear a lot of times they'll say, well, you know, I just haven't had that experience yet because I'm only, I'm only a teacher, and my response is that's not a good answer because you can volunteer and I don't know an administrator alive that would say no uh, you can't try that project or you can't try to lead that uh, if you go talk to your own building administrator and ask you know to get involved so when whenever we're looking at uh, uh, potential candidates uh, for that first that first job I want to know what they've done as a, as a teacher uh, teacher leader and I think there nowadays you talk about 21st century I can't believe we still say 21st century since we're you know sort of so far into it but I think there's just so many opportunities uh, for for um, aspiring leaders to really to really get involved uh, and demonstrate their leadership ability. So that's what I'm looking for from that, that for that first break-in position.
1: Joe, I guess we, what we would do is ask you the same question: What are you looking for in your aspiring administrator candidates?
2: I think the first thing that I look for is a passion for kids and a willingness to be flexible in terms of what we do in our building so if you 're passionate about kids, we can teach you the logistics of how things are supposed to operate within the context of a school but if it's if if working with kids tends to be like a, like a chore now we 've got an issue, so I think that the if it's um, it, the first thing I look for is what kind of passion that you have in terms of what you know how you carry yourself, the confidence that you carry yourself into the room with, and that kind of thing so The other thing is like, what sets you apart? So if there's, you know, we will get a number of different um, applications for a position, and if we do, then what's going to set you apart from everybody else? And I think Dave makes a really good uh, point in terms of the like, what are the, um, the the things outside of what you were required to do? It's almost like a teaching position too. At the same time, you're like thinking, well, what have you done that not everybody else has? Everybody had to do, to student teach. So everybody had to go through a practicum. Everybody had to do a certain number of hours. Everybody had to do this, that, and the other thing. But at the same time, what did you do, do that was different? How did you separate yourself? And when we look at, uh, you know, it, uh, teacher applications, we're always looking at the first couple, of, you know, what, like that hook. What's the hook that you have that somebody else doesn't? And, and from a principal perspective, we'd be looking for the same thing. There's- nice. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, I had,
4: I had I said, to play the cricket. It was eight, eight
2: minutes in. I'm surprised you're still here. Aren't you, aren't you frozen yet? You frozen?
4: I and did drop are. before we started, actually, that's, before you all got in. Okay, it so There
2: must be a day that ends in Y.
3: I know, I know. So a question from somebody on Twitter is, are you looking for quantity of experience or quality of experience? Either one I'll, of you go. I'll go
0: jump play. in first because otherwise, Joe, I won't get a word in. With <laughs>
3: yeah, I know. Well, well,
0: well played. I'm, well, I, I'm fighting tonight for my
3: airtime. If our listeners can't tell there's a history here. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right. So, uh, Again, I think it's the quality, uh, especially I think what Joe said is spot on in the sense that we don't expect you to have mountains of experience and and the love for kids is perfect. That was a great, a great line and and just really a good thing to demonstrate in an interview. But, you know, I'm looking for uh, that you've done at least, you know, something of quality to make your your school better above and beyond your, your normal teaching duties um, and I'll be, I'm, I'll be frank. I, I really, when, when we're interviewing, I really hope that our internal candidates step up uh, because I feel like we need to build capacity in Millville, and that's one of the things uh, that, that we're, we're really trying to do. Uh, we're, we're, our vision is to be world class. We think we give uh, our people lots of chances to, to be leaders within their own uh, as a teacher leader, and and uh, I certainly think our internal candidates really should have an advantage because if they're paying attention, they know what's important to us, and uh, they they should be able to demonstrate uh, those things in uh, in their work. So um, that that's sort of where I'm coming from with that one.
2: I would agree with them in terms of quality. I think that's the most important piece of it. Is you know what what quality uh, experiences have you had and even if you haven't had a lot of them what 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 did you do with the opportunity that you were given to make something better and if if you can prove or you can show that in terms of how you would make something, or how you have made something better it's really easy for me to say well that's going to transfer and if that transfers in terms of the personality that you have and uh, the, your ability to take some you know everybody from whatever their a was to whatever their B is now you've got yourself in a really good, you know, good position to move forward. And we want people that are passionate about kids, but are also passionate about the relationships that they build. And if they can build good relationships with people, regardless of, you know, how tall or small they are in terms of age or, uh, or being in the building or out of the building, um, that those are all quality. Those are all quality pieces. The other thing that we look at from our perspective is like, what are you going to do for our community? Because in our in our area we are the hub of the community. There are 800 kids in this school, and the families live, you know, obviously live in this area. But that there's not a lot going on outside of uh, outside of you know the school. And so you know on Friday nights I know where everybody's going to be. Everybody will be at a game or a concert or whatever. How are you going to contribute to that piece of our education system? So we are all about what the community brings inside and outside of our building, and we want you to. Be able to add to that component
1: you know one of the things that that I struggle with coming out of graduate school and then even going through and, and uh, getting my doctorate was I'd go through interviews and I may have known everything that was being asked and I was able to articulate the you know the mission vision values of the uh, the school district, but I didn't get picked. And one of the things that they would say was, you're just not a right fit. Hmm. How do you guys answer that question when you're looking for that, quote, unquote, right fit? And we'll start with you, Dave.
0: All right. So let me understand the question. It's, it's essentially, you know, the, to talk a little bit about the fit, right? So when you go for a job interview, um, you may have all the technical skills uh, and abilities you may um, really want the job. I can tell you personally, in my career, I've gone after certain positions and thought, man, this is it, if I, this is the job I connect with, and it, this is going to happen, and in the end, you don't get it, right? Um, you know, sometimes there's just, it, it's just, it, there's an intangible thing that I don't even know how to describe it, but it's just not the right fit. You, you're looking at mm-hmm. the culture of the school, you're looking at the culture of the community, and uh, the interview committee may just, may just not pick up on a certain vibe or something. Mm-hmm. So I guess when it comes to fit, um, I really reserve that, that sort of comment to somebody that you're not the right fit. I, I would rather give them other uh, tangible things to build upon than to, than to go to that because it is so vague. But I, I think it is something that happens. There is the, sometimes you're just not the right fit for the community or the, or the job or uh, the
2: position. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's 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 a hard conversation to have, right? But I'd rather have that conversation with somebody up front than you know, a year later, going, "Oh my goodness, you moved your family, you did this, you left your job, and now you're not, you know, fitting into this culture that we're trying to build." But uh, but I, I you know I would tell them that they aren't the right fit but then I would go into why they were you know what specific pieces that they weren't the right fit for the question or the concern that you get in that conversation is well I wasn't able to show myself that this that or the other thing because the questions didn't you know whatever but you know you get a feeling at some point and and uh, at that point you just decide well that's the direction that we're gonna go and I think that's with all positions but it's the same you know you want to make sure you want to make sure that, that you're putting the best people in the best places for everybody's success. And sometimes that, that um, thought process or where you believe that those people are the best fit, they may, they may believe differently. Um, and hopefully that uh, if, if you have the pulse of your school, if you have the pulse of your district, I think you're in a position where you can uh, help, you know, promote that fit. And I think that it's a teacher component too, you know, like how do you get along with the staff during the interview process and that kind of thing. But uh, beyond that, beyond the fit, we're also, you know, you're also looking at, like, what do you do? One of the things that we we can talk about is, like, what do you do that's going to add to the team? And, you know, I have a, a relatively uh outgoing personality. And and of course we want to
3: relatively out sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Just a
2: little bit. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, you know, I may I may need a different side. I need people on the other side of that to call me on things. So I mean I need somebody that's that's you know gonna you know point us in the right direction but also challenge you know the the belief system so we're not all just you know you know bobbing our heads and saying, Oh that sounds like a good idea, let's move forward. So I need people that'll challenge too. Yeah.
3: That's great. You just answered one of the questions that was on Twitter as, are you okay with a principal that will challenge you and the status quo of the district?
2: All day. Absolutely. And if they do it in a respectful way, I think it's, you, you, get, uh, you can have some really robust conversations. And we've done that, too. I mean, even from a teacher perspective, you really need to make sure that, that they're able to do that as well. Yeah, one of the one of the things in Millville, and Spike will nod his head to this. Is you know we
0: we talk about Kuzis and Posner. Uh, we use the Micey, you know, model the way, inspire shared vision. Uh, you get the the C. That's challenge the process, right? So we can stop right there. I want people that are going to challenge the process, uh, the status quo. I want people that are going to push us. Um, but I think what Joe said is is spot on. There's a right way to do that. You know, you can't come across as uh, somebody. Who who is going to challenge everything in a negative way or uh, challenge everything just for the sake of it, right? So there there is a balance there, and you know when you go into an interview, the last thing you want to project is that uh, you that you're, you're going to be challenging the process right off the bat. I think you got to that's a balance. I think you got to really watch that because in an interview that can come off completely wrong. Um, I, you know I've I've had. Uh, people come in for interviews, and when it, w- when you're in about 10 minutes into it, it feels like they turned around and they're interviewing you. And and while there there is a piece of that as the candidate, you want to make sure it's the right fit for you. That's a that's a delicate thing. You don't want to start firing off questions and sort of uh, coming off as if you're you're taking over the show. I think that's just a small interview tip that I've seen. When we ask you, do you have any questions? We really don't want you to break out your notepad of 13 uh, bulleted points. You know. <laughs> couple good questions to show you're interested in the district that you've done your research but uh, we really don't want you getting into you know a dissertation first interview anyway
3: (laughs) I'm going to kind of back up a little bit before (coughs) the interview process um, as an elementary principal when I'm hiring for you know just a classroom teacher I have hundreds of applicants what is the screening process like for you in hiring a principal (coughs) Do you have a ton of applicants? What are you looking for? Do you like creative yeah. resumes? What? How do you how do you narrow down to who you're going to interview? For
0: every, for every position, we do you know a knowledge, skills, and abilities a, rel, a relative strength matrix. We we get that ahead of time. What are the uh, what's the knowledge that we're looking for for the position? What are the skills that we're looking for? And what are those abilities that we're looking for? So right off the bat, uh, we want that matrix set up. So when we're screening the inter, the uh, resumes that come in we're looking for those things there's indicators that this could be a good fit um, and then um, I think it changes with e- with each position uh, as far as you know creative resumes or or creative approaches to try to get you know get our attention I think that's all I think that's all you know great as long as that's within your personality you know so if it fits for you you should you should demonstrate that because that could be an intangible thing that gets you in um, but you know if you basically aren't uh, really good at technology and you get a friend to help you do something techy that gets our, our uh, attention and then you can't deliver that on a day-to-day, then that probably wasn't a good, a good idea.
2: With every hire that we make here, I want to know that you've done something um, to set yourself apart in terms of knowledge of what we do. So if you come into the district and say, well, I, I heard that you have a really awesome PBIS program and then and I and regardless of the position i'll act, I'll actually ask the follow-up question like what what's so awesome about it? you know what's what have you heard that's so great? Well, it's really great because I talked to a couple people and no, you didn't, so don't you know be give me some statistics, give me some figures that you that you've looked at um, and what you're gonna do to you know enhance the the data piece that we have moving forward. but I agree with what where Dave's coming from I, I agree with every, everything he's saying. Did you guys get that one? Did you record that part <laughs> where he said he gave everything? <laughs> That's right. Thanks, Joe. That's what I'm, I'm here for, you, man. I'm here for you.
4: <laughs> so, um, I'm. I'm. My question uh, for the two of you is: How many administrators have you hired each of you since you've become a superintendent?
2: Uh, I'll go Go first yeah I'll go first let's see there was the uh, and then I had the and then I had what zero
3: <laughs> so you're the expert, on right?
2: Yeah. So we had we had that's movement. Yeah, that's right. We had movement in the district, but we haven't had we haven't had any openings because I've been doing all the jobs at this point. So I was doing the elementary principal job and the uh, and the superintendent job. So I kind of hired myself into that position. I was unhappy. It's not with a bad place
4: successful. to be in. Unhappy <laughs> <You were laughs> with, with his job performance. Now yeah, you're so, hire somebody else. Yeah. So I else Teresa
1: obviously did her homework tonight. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's not the That's not the answer I was hoping for to be told. <laughs> uh, let me, uh, me see if like I can
0: balance it out a little bit. So
4: be-
0: <laughs> I, I, I think since I've been in in Millville alone, I'm close to a dozen. We have had we've had um, some opportunities since I've been there, uh, in uh, some of our cabinet leadership positions, the upper leadership positions, <laughs> uh, principals, uh, vice principals. So I would I'd be comfortable saying about a dozen just in just in Millville, and then before that, probably. Uh, close to that uh, just in my, in my time uh, as an administrator. Um, so, and, and I think I get better at it the, the longer I've been doing it. You know, I think when I was younger and first starting off, I looked for charisma, more, more uh, big personality in the interview. I, I really was uh, a big proponent of that. I just thought you needed to be able to carry a room uh, to be an effective leader. And I think as time has gone on, I look more for substance, in your leadership abilities and experience, things that you've done, uh, rather than just uh, being able to come in and entertain us.
2: Yeah, there's so got to be some content to it because you in like the you you can be all flash to start, but there's got to be something that you're doing that like what's what's tangible to move forward. Yeah.
4: Then to to build on that, out of the you know dozen plus interview or dozen plus administrators that you've hired. How many do you would you say that you've interviewed in that process? All of them. Well, <laughs> that's I that wasn't what I what I meant to ask. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. I sorry asked. How many? Um, how many would you say you interviewed for those positions? So I'm sorry, if, I got it. No, that's okay. <laughs> right, great. <right. laughs> <Right>. Communication. <laughs> I didn't communicate correctly. That was my fault. So uh,
0: it could be the I, fact that it was a really long day today. Uh, <laughs> my Daughter's <laughs> fifth birthday, soccer game on oh, the awesome. It's out in the sun all day. All right, so
3: sun. Um, I don't want to we, hear about that. We sorry. get.
0: Uh, we get. Uh, you know, nowadays, for every administrative position we're getting tons of applications because I just think it's there's more um, more applicants than there are jobs. So that's where we are with that. But um, I'd say we get anywhere from 50 to 60 resumes easy. Uh, out of that, we probably interview between 9 and 12 for each position. Okay. Somewhere in that yeah. range. And we I have... Think- a- like a you know, we do it where we do uh committee, we do uh first round committee, there's a there's a spelled out process uh that I actually inherited from from the uh my predecessor uh who set up a pretty good process. We've tried to tweak it and make it better. Um but uh you know it's a pretty good pretty good process. We try to take out uh that part where it's it's left just to personality. We really try to build on that matrix, that that skills, abilities, and knowledge. Awesome. But it's still not an exact science, and I think that's something people need to know. You know, um, again, you might go into a, an interview and have knowledge, skills, and abilities that would that are that are right for a job, but in the end, there's just some intangible thing that doesn't quite click.
4: That's, and I think that that's you know, that's the hardest thing about going for a job interview. I remember having an interview before I got this job. It was one of you know, this is my first admin job, and so. I had gone through the processes in a lot, of, um, a lot of different areas, and I remember having the most amazing interview, and I was so excited when I left because I thought, this is such a good fit for me, this is exactly what I need. And then I got an email that had said I wasn't going to go any further in the interview process, and the reason was because the personality that I had, much like Joe was saying earlier, the personality that I had was a personality that they already had. Right. In the district, and they needed someone on the other side of it. And even though, even though it was, you know, it was a great interview, and it was, you know, they, I was what they needed. It wasn't exactly what they needed, and so right. it wasn't a good fit for them. And it wouldn't have been a good fit for me because you don't want to work with someone who's exactly like you.
2: Yeah, especially if you're me. Nobody wants to work with me because who wants to deal with that garbage, right? <laughs> At least there's good hats. That's right, that's right. It is a good
3: hat. It's like (laughs) my favorite hat. It's totally changed my life.
2: Uh, nice, nice, yes. Nice.
4: You
2: know, when I, when I got my first principal job, I was, you know, I was on uh, the other side of the state, and and we just, um, I sent in some stuff to this to this particular area because my uh, gorgeous wife had gone to school here, and we wanted to, at some point she wanted to get back into this area. So I'm like, okay. So we just kind of took a flyer and sent stuff out here, and I had made a like a little two minute video about what I was doing and that kind of thing. And the story is kind of funny because. They had, you know, they had all these applicants. They had like 125 applicants for this position, and my uh, my application was actually on the out pile, and this one and the disc ended up like almost like falling out or being on the edge of this envelope. And the guy that was doing the hiring said, "Well, you know, let's just take this out and laugh at the kid a little bit." So they put it in, and the next thing you know, I've got an interview, and I just kind of get. It's like one of those when you get into. It's almost like when you're playing a game and you kind of get into a hot streak and it's, it was the same way with my interview process where I just felt like every question just fit, you know, and it, it, it was really a cool process, but it's almost sometimes it's, I don't want to say luck of the draw, but you got to be in the right place at the right time too.
1: Yeah. So, um, Brian Albeck in our chat room asked, uh, earlier, like what can external candidates do to get noticed? Cause, uh, Dr. Gentile, you had mentioned sometimes like you know, in a big district that you're in, you know, 11 schools and you know, thousands of employees, um, you know, you you quite often are looking for internal candidates. And then, you know, on the other side, <clears throat> Joe's in a smaller district. So, what could an external candidate do to to get you noticed? Right. I
0: you know, I I want to be um just real clear too. I I'm looking for the best candidate, and for me, I feel. Uh, like the comment I made earlier, I feel like our internal folks that are real serious about it, they should have an advantage because, you know, Spike will tell you we're pretty transparent with our mission, our vision, our values, and our goals. Um, they, they really should know what we're, what we're all about. So that's why I think they should have an advantage just going into it. That doesn't mean an external candidate uh, doesn't have a chance or an equal chance. I, I think external candidates. Uh, you, what what external candidates bring to the table is that um, that that voice of um, you're you're not in our day to day mix, so you have a, a a different look at things. So bringing in an external candidate sometimes is absolutely the best thing to do because you need uh, to bring in outside opinions and just a different a different focus. Um, so I think in terms of how do you get the attention I think that first and foremost you have to have the knowledge skills and abilities for the job that you're that you're applying for so you have to have the basic things that everybody's looking for you have to have a strong uh, cover letter I'm a big believer in your cover letter is your opportunity in three paragraphs or less to capture my attention tell me tell me why you're worth uh, bringing in to take a look at Uh, I'll tell you that uh, when you have misspelled words uh, when your sentences are run-ons, when, when you're just not using good grammar, uh, that, that's not going to help. So I think that cover letter needs to be strong. Um, I think that you have to have a strong uh, the background and, and resume. Um, and then, I, you know, Joe talked about making a video. I think that's an interesting way to try to get somebody's uh, attention. If you're an external candidate, it gives us a chance to hear you uh, talk and walk and some of that stuff ahead of time. I think that's a, a cool idea if that fits your personality. I hope I answered that,
1: I don't yeah, yeah. I think you did I, yeah. I I definitely think you did and i I wonder, I guess the follow up would be, and I know we have a lot of questions tonight like that are coming from the the chat room and from our other co hosts, but I guess I would ask you know what role does social media play now in in being a candidate i I
2: can I think the for me the Uh, One of the things is, are you connected, and are you willing to kind of step out of the box and and do things that that uh, that other people aren't when it comes to the social media component. And um, that's not—I'm not trying to be like you know cool kids table kind of guy, but at the same time, there's there's a real there's a real advantage to utilizing the social media piece, and that's a good fit for me. So when um, when you get into that process, if you're utilizing social media in a way that uh, that is promoting what kids do or that you're utilizing it from a professional learning network standpoint. Because at some point, if you're working in another district, if you're working in our district, you should be using social media. If you're not, if you're in a different district where the superintendent or the board or whatever the case may be doesn't want you to use it, well, then you don't have really have that opportunity. But you do have that opportunity to learn and grow through a professional learning network uh, and, and through social media, so I, I would look at you know what's what's your social presence, what's your what's your own digital footprint in terms of what you're doing out there to get better as a learner, but I also look at the what kind of online presence do you have in terms of um, do you, do you blog, do you have a um, do you have a, a website that's active, um, what kind of things do you have you know from a resume standpoint in that regard. Those are all things that I look at or that I will look at in, as part of what we're looking for. So if anybody's looking for a job in Fall Creek here in the future, we're kind of like giving the answers out. Make it happen and get out there in, in front of people and make sure that you're doing the right thing and, and promoting what kids do, but also learning and growing on your own because otherwise people are going to pass you.
3: Yeah. All right. So we have a lot of questions that people are tweeting out. Um in terms of like the questions that you ask, or you know, at the end, um, Brian says I tend to ask questions during the process. What if there are none at the end?
0: Yeah, you don't want to be the guy with none or the gal with none. So I think that's a good point. Um, my my point, maybe I was being a little a little too humorous. I was I was joking around. You want to have you want to have three solid questions, perhaps. And I think you know one of the questions is simply, could you tell me about you know where's the process go from here? But you can also then ask two two questions three questions at the most about uh, maybe something that you read about online something that you you know you you're interested in uh, but you you want to think about from and this is just psychology 101 so you don't want to make the administrator uh, and the interview committee that's interviewing you you don't want to make them you know struggle too hard so ask them things that lead them to things they want to talk about about the district you know and I know that's sort of silly, but you wanna you want to make them look good. You don't want to ask them a question they can't answer. You know, that's a that's a no-no if the committee members get frozen on something. You know, we have teachers, we have secretaries, we have all sorts of people on the interview committees. So don't ask anything that's you know over the top crazy hard. But you definitely want to ask a couple questions.
2: Yeah and I would just do like I said before, do your homework and make sure that you're ready to walk into that room. And if you know, like if 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 it's a smaller district or it's a smaller School and and they have their um and they have their you know they have a um a website presence up and they have like their pictures and grade levels and stuff like that and you can walk you walk into the room and somebody says hi you know I'm uh you know uh, Dr Cook oh you're a second grade teacher here that's fantastic you know I what I, I saw some things you were doing with butterflies online that's awesome then they know that you've taken the time to kind of get out there and and uh, and and look through the process so that would that would kind of wow me. Yeah. If I can, I am just you know, one of the one of
0: the questions people struggle with, um, and I'm cheating a little from the chat room, is is that question about salary. And I had I had a great a great mentor uh once, you know, talk to me about that. You know, if they ask you what are your salary expectations, right? Um, you know, that's a tough one for people, and, and my answer is is and always will be, listen, uh, you know, I'm truly excited about this opportunity. This is a job I want, and I'm sure, uh, you know, money is not going to be the reason we can't get together. And, you know, it, these jobs all pay a certain amount, and so you're going to be in the ballpark, and you also do your homework before you go in. You know what size district it is. You, you know maybe what the previous administrator in that position was making, so you have some idea of what the money is going to be. But I think a great way to answer that is just simply by stating and dodging it a little bit and just say, look, money's not going to be the reason we can't get together. I'm passionate about your district. I can't wait to come work with you and, and do great things for kids. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know, The money we, we can always talk about.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I like that answer.
3: All right, so here's a fun one from Mr. Nessie in the chat room. What's the worst question you've ever been asked while interviewing someone? Huh. <laughs> uh, or maybe in.
0: That's I a good one.
3: What's the worst interview? <laughs> uh,
0: uh, uh, so what's the worst question I've ever I've ever been asked from a candidate while we're while we're
2: interviewing? Um,
4: I, I got might asked, Not be the right word, but yeah. you know what he's trying to get at.
2: Right, I got asked a question about another school once. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a no now. Can you tell me about? Can you tell me more about this uh, fantastic like makerspace you've got? Yeah, yeah, we we, we don't have that. <laughs> but thanks for coming out. We validate. So have a good day.
0: <laughs> I, I'm stumped. That was a great. That's a great question. I'll have to think about that. Uh, I know that I've had I've had some strange questions asked of me uh, while interviewing over the years. You know, some weird sort of things like, you know. Uh, What's your age? How old are you? You know, and that was some of my early days.
4: Uh, I can't ask that. Yeah, well,
0: (laughs) you know, and that's one of those things they can't ask. But then again, you want the job, so you're not going to say you can't ask me that. So um, I became a superintendent. I was only 33, so I think that was some of their early concerns. They were, how old are you? Are you sure Um, you're old enough to drive here? Those kinds of things. Yeah,
3: I had that too when interviewing. It, well, here's here's a weird one. Sorry, I just interrupted you, Spike. Um, Go ahead. It, I never knew how to answer this one myself. Of what are, what are your long term goals? You know, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in ten years? Because you know, we all have aspirations, hopefully, but we don't you don't want to say you know i just want this place to be a stepping stone so how you know that's a tough question that i never know what is the right answer and you know what i never thought i'd ever be a principal so my answer now doesn't really even matter
0: right and i think you hit it right on the head it doesn't really matter they're trying to get a sense of you right so um, I think, you know, it, the wrong answer is where are you going to be in five years? Anywhere but here. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to be here with you, right? I think I think the right answer is that you're going to be doing meaningful work uh, that's inspiring to you personally and professionally and that, that benefits kids. And whatever that may bring is what it brings, you know, but you're looking to make a commitment to whatever this position is that you're interviewing for, uh, and that's your primary goal and focus right now. And you can't tell what the future is going to be, but you can tell that it's going to be personally and professionally motivating and inspiring to you, and it's going to be
2: good for kids. Yeah, I would. I would want to know if uh, you know what, what you're going to be doing in terms of not only the space, but what are you going to be doing with kids, and how you're going to make whatever the place that you're in it better. And I think that's important. But I would. I would. If I'm asked, if I'm walking into an interview and I'm asked that question, the answer is for me. As as I would say, well. I see myself in five years with a closet full of cricket gear, with a bunch of green stuff, and what you know, and and doing the great, doing great things for the kids here. Because you know, when you walk into an interview, you're not walking in thinking that you know you're going to get this and get something else. You got to do well at whatever your whatever your you know wherever you're at. If you don't do well in your first you know, principal position, it's pretty hard to get another one. So. I think it's really important that, that uh, you know, you commit to, to that. And if that means commit to the district for more than you really, you know, want to be out there, then you may have to
1: do that. So, Joe and Dave, we had a, a couple questions that, that came up, and I thought this one was really interesting. How do you avoid being typecast? For instance, maybe most of your experience is in middle school, but then you want to go for a high school position or you want to go for an elementary or or vice versa. How do you avoid the... The trap of being typecast?
0: I think Joe talked about this earlier um, when he was talking about how he's looking for the right type of person um, first, right? So so the first and foremost, you you won't get typecast if you're the right kind of person. You're good for kids, great for kids. Um, I think some of the other things you can do to help put you in a better position, if you're a middle school uh, experienced uh, person and you're looking to go into the elementary or the high school, whichever you take your pick. Um, I think you reach out in your own district and you volunteer uh, to get involved at the other levels, so that when you go into the interview uh, and they say, you know, ask, you know, what are your skills that you, you know, and, uh, and experiences that make you uh, a good candidate for this? You can talk a little bit about, well, you know, currently I'm in the middle school as whatever, uh, but uh, recently over the last year I've been volunteering and I created this program. Uh, at the high school, and it, uh, here's what we did. and I, I think there's just opportunities for you to help make yourself diverse. And then, again, just remember that most of us aren't – we're not looking for a particular type. So if, if you've had only elementary experience, but I think you can do a great job in the next whatever the position is, uh, it's not going to stop me from hiring you.
2: I would agree with that. It's got to be the you have to be able to connect with people, all, all people. It doesn't matter. And in our school district, if you get hired for a certain position, you may get moved somewhere else. I mean, we have three administrators. We're not talking about a huge number of people, but we may need uh, we need, may need some movement based on what we have or what we need at the time.
4: I think that that's something that's important to know and to be thinking of. You know, I, I taught at the elementary school level and at the high school level, and I purposely didn't apply for middle school positions because I hadn't taught there, and I thought they're never going to hire me as an administrator in a grade level that I never taught.
0: Yeah. I think you got to do your homework. I think that's a good thing, too, is um, when I interviewed uh, for the Millville Superintendency uh, pre-K, 12, uh, over 6,000 student districts, my previous experiences as a superintendent were in a k8. Uh, prior to that, I taught elementary school and middle school and was a principal of a middle school. Um, so I went into it knowing that I had a gap of knowledge in my high school experience. I knew it you know going in I didn't I didn't know a lot about high schools and just what that was all about. So I did my research. I made appointments to go visit with high school principals, high school superintendents in the area, interviewed them, asked them questions, what's important to you? What are the things that you live and die with that that would be important for your superintendent to know and and be able to support you on? And then that way when you go into the interview, uh, you know, you answer honestly, well, look, I haven't done that, but here's what I've done to get myself
2: prepared. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just the willingness to try to branch out and look at different levels is important. And if you do that, you're going to be in a really good place.
3: All right, well, here's another question from the chat room. Um, when people asked you why your last job didn't work out, how do you properly say things just weren't a good match and we both agreed without coming across negatively?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, yeah, I think, well, if that if that's truly the answer, um, then you just you, you got to be honest, right? So if it was truly, uh, you know, we, we just weren't a good fit philosophically, Um it, it, I I don't know. I guess I Joe, I'll defer to you on this one. I, I think that uh, for me I'm always honest. So I, I would just I would just say Are you it in, I'm, in, in the... said
2: I'm not? What is this? You <laughs> i not? Well I, I <laughs> think you
0: <laughs> might say I'm there.
2: You might be I mean, me. I'm gonna fly out there right now. No. <laughs> you're, you're an MMA guy, I'm out, man. No yeah. way. I'm gonna send Jess and her kids the wrestlers. Forget it. Oh man, look. <laughs> what I meant was uh, I got a
3: tough wrestler.
2: <laughs> you're, you're a
0: diplomat, so you're you're, you're <laughs> going to give a great answer here, and I just know it. So, well, I I
2: no think I think, I think you're right, right.
3: Elementary principal, right now. I mean, yeah, he he's is horrible. the <laughs> guy's
2: horrible. He needs haircut. <laughs> so it'd be, the. I, or a hat. You got a hat. We got a hat. So one of the things I think is important, though, is that you, you understand that you have to be as honest as possible because I'm going to call. or yeah. the, They're going to get, make that conversation or have that conversation with your previous superintendent. So if you say, yeah, it wasn't a really good fit, and then I, you, know, you call and you're like, yeah, well, you know, they did this, this, and this, that's not going to fly. But if you come out and say, you know what, this happened or this was misinterpreted or whatever, now at least you got a shot at it because... Anybody that doesn't call, that's 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 on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: All right. Well, I think our questions are winding down, but I think we're going to have to ask to have you on again because there are some crazier people than me out there who are saying they want to ask questions about becoming a superintendent.
4: That yeah. is something Ooh. I
3: never to do, but we might have to have another chat with you guys. Turn back. Ooh. Turn. Back.
2: That's a yeah. Good one. No, I'm kidding. It's a it's yeah. a great job. It, it really is. It's a good job. I, I enjoy it a lot. and I think when we started talking about you know, we do this whole deal with you know telling your story and branding and that kind of thing, this is the perfect position to be the you know the storyteller in chief of your school district and really get the word out and be um, you know just kind of be part of what a whole movement could look like. I, I love it. I love the superintendent job. I love it. And there are days that I walk out going, you know, oh that that was not awesome. But at the same time, more often than not, you can get in and see what, what, what's really happening with kids and with people, and you see your teams moving, and holy cow, that's just, you know, you see them grow to places that you never thought, they, that they never thought they had any chance to get to, and that is a really cool feeling.
3: It is what costs you your hair, though, right?
2: Yeah, a little bit. Well, actually, yeah, our friendship is what's costing my hair, I think. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> I, was, I was at, like, long, flowing locks <laughs> before I met Jessica Johnson, and now I'm like this. Oh, my <laughs> gosh.
1: I think you know, that's, that's a great not. idea for a future show, though, on oh, no, <laughs> aspiring uh, superintendents yeah. and I think hair. Yeah. I think it's a. Hair. Very, I don't
0: know about the hair, the hair conversation, but <laughs> as far as the superintendency, I, I think that um, I wish I would have been able to get uh, some people together like this to talk about it before I went into it, because th- there are some major differences between being a building leader and any other leadership position and being a superintendent. Uh, the single biggest difference is the relationship with the board, mm-hmm. the politics of the community uh, and what goes into that. And you need to know that before you jump into it because, uh, learning the way I did, uh, you know, on the job is, is, is very difficult. And if you, you know, if you work for a good superintendent, they shield you from a lot of the stuff that goes on. Uh, and there's a lot of work that goes into being a superintendent, keeping your board informed, um, keeping the community happy and involved And it. It's, it's a, it's a tough gig. And, you know, uh, I envy uh, Joe in so many ways man because you know he's got he's got a, a, a situation that's very doable he's got one building that you know 800 kids and you know he he really is the chief educational you know leader there the lead learner he can affect change you know in a way that uh, I envy and sort of miss from my time with a smaller district when you move into something that's 11 11 schools 100 million dollar budget 1200 employees it's, it's an eye-opener, and it's very difficult. And I think um, uh, being a superintendent, there's no difference in, in a small district or big district. The job is the job, um, but, but I think Joe would agree. There, there are some things that he wishes he would have known about before he started. And you know, I think we've even talked about it a little bit. Yeah. You know, it, it's, a, it's a great job, and I'll tell you, I've, I've never in my life felt like I've done more good things for kids uh, than this position, but, it, but it's a challenging job.
2: And it takes it's, it takes on the role of whatever the community is. And if you are in a position where your where your board is solid and you're able to enact change through that you know through that trust process, then you're in a good spot. I have a, I have an amazing board. You know, our for my first year here, we didn't have a four year old kindergarten program, and we were talking about getting a four year old kindergarten program together. And one of my board members at a meeting, after listening to about a five minute spiel about what we think 4K could look like here, looked at me and said, "Joe, can you pull this off?" And I said yes, I can pull this off. And he said, okay, let's vote. And that was it. And we went and voted. And a month and a half later, we had 4K in the building. So mm-hmm. if you have the trust of your board, you're in a good spot. Now, having said that, you know board members are you know elected often. So if your board changes over. That, that could be somewhat tenuous. And, we you know, I think to this point our board has been so absolutely fantastic and trustworthy, but there's a lot of superintendents that are not in that position, and it's, uh, you know, everybody comes to the board level with a uh, with an agenda of some kind, and they were elected for a reason. They, they want something to happen in that district. If you have the trust of it, then you're in a good position. If not, you know, my, my – predecessor said, well, you know, there are some some districts that you walk into and you say make sure that you rent, not buy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, gentlemen. So, we have a couple more things to go before we end this podcast. And one of the things that we'd like to do with guests is to uh, play this word association game with them. Now, uh, there's been many people who played it differently. Uh, for instance, Eric Scheninger uh, used grunts and moans in some of the <laughs> Uh, Jessica, you
3: change the rules. Yeah, we're looking for. Uh,
1: I, I just wanted that. to. I just wanted to to put that disclaimer out there. We are looking for one word answer in English uh, from oh. the, uh, word Preferably. association. My answer is going to be
2: Jessica Johnson for everything. That uh, <laughs> point. it cricket.
4: Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> <it laughs> <it laughs> <it> must <laughs> be a Wisconsin thing. <laughs> that's really new one.
2: Oh yeah, that I already screwed it up, man. <laughs>
1: All right. So the first one's going to go to our friend from New Jersey, Dr. Dave Gentile, and the uh, the, the the statement is, and you have to come up with one word to describe this Common Core. Uh,
0: the grunt doesn't count. Did I you know. hear the rules? Let me let me, Why reset. Did you hear the rules? let me reset. Let me reset. Let me reset. Um, okay.
1: Jeff, edit that out. Common,
2: <laughs> common core polarizing.
4: Oh.
2: That's why he's a superintendent. I
4: was like, just going to say. Uh,
2: <laughs> you're going to get a grunt and maybe like an Apple Car gizmo from me. That's all you're getting out of this guy.
1: No, just one word, my friend. <laughs> Since these two, I think, are sharing notes, uh, Jessica and Teresa, I'm wondering if maybe we should just move on to the next one and then I that
2: to I'm Jeff. ready.
3: All right, Joe. All right. Uh, Joe, Act
2: 10. Uh, Act 10? Uh,
3: Wisconsin people will know what that is. Sorry. I'm glad you didn't ask
2: me that. Like, huh? <laughs>
3: <laughs> huh?
0: It comes after Act 9? Yeah. I don't know.
4: <laughs> Come
2: on, Joe. I can't buy you any say, more time, buddy. That's right. That's right. I'm going to say um, challenging. Okay. On a number of levels. Both of you. From a, uh, uh, stop.
1: Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
3: That's the Wisconsin thing, see? Yeah. I know,
1: Jessica can't play this game either. Uh,
3: oh,
1: all right, boy. How you about
3: know. either of you guys? Michelle Ree.
2: Ineffective. I'll agree with him.
4: <laughs> Cheater.
2: She came in, she blew in, she talked a lot of stuff
0: and left the place in uh, I I think one of the thing and look I probably get a lot of hate mail because there's a lot of Michelle Re fans out there <laughs> um, and I and I'll tell you this the the bottom line is my my judge of whether or not I've done a good job is if I've left the place better than I than it was when I found it coming in and just blowing things up and leaving it in legal uh, turmoil to me is not is not doing that so I'm sure she's a brilliant person and and, and a lovely lady but.
1: Ineffective. All right, you ready? Right. Diane Ravitch. Uh, thought, thought-provoking.
0: That's two words, but... <laughs> brilliant. She's brilliant. Brilliant. Brilliant.
3: All right. Arnie Duncan.
4: This is always a good one. <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, Necessary. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get in so much trouble. (laughs) And I said this ahead of time, that this was not going to be good for me. I I I think you wanted
1: to hit the... uh, Dr. Gentile, I think you wanted to hit the eject button already. Uh, So we've actually kept you longer. I'm going to say trying. Okay. Okay.
3: We'll tell you... Okay, then before you go, go 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 Dr. Gentile... Here, Here's one for you. Tenure. I'm
4: hanging. Go ahead. Tenure. Tenured administrator. <laughs> yeah, uh, tenured administrator. <laughs> uh, hold, on.
2: Hold, on. hold on. Hold on. i got two answers.
1: And the first one doesn't count.
2: One, For
0: this is just for Dr. Cook, unlikely. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're lucky to mic have drop, him.
2: drop, mic drop,
1: mic drop. Wisconsin. Uh, that was would be my response. Wisconsin. All jokes
0: aside, he's he's awesome, and I think everybody knows that. So um, I would say irrelevant. Mm. It's irrelevant. If you're well, you don't want qualifiers, but if you're good, it's it's irrelevant. It's totally irrelevant.
3: All right. Uh, here's one from the chat. Tony Sananas. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, 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 that's I, got to go to Joe. Yeah, and I'm gonna go with two words. I'm breaking uh, absolute pain.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't oh, see when Joe really. No,
2: loves no, him. no, no, no! Don't do that! Don't! Oh, uh, no! He is a pain.
4: Oh, this is how
3: Joe gets when he really loves someone.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's a good guy and stuff. I'm sure, but he's a pain. Total. Tell him, tell him to get off the chat room and write the chapter that he's got to write by the tomorrow. <laughs> That's what you need to do. Tell him that. <laughs> Sitting on a chat room today. Get out of <laughs> the chat room and write the book.
3: All right, Joe, calm down. Let's go with something positive then.
4: Dude,
3: how about end camp? What's that? End
2: Inspiring. Inspiring. That was easy. Yeah. Ditto. Twitter. Twitter. Are you saying that are you saying uh, ditto, ditto is the word, Dave? Or you <laughs>
4: thinking, oh, no, he's God. not giving you your words. We're giving you your words. Oh, yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. He's uh, answering. Twitter.
0: Connected. Oh. Game changing. Again, oh, two words. What is up with the dashes?
4: Is, can there be a hyphen in the middle? <laughs> I don't even know. uh,
2: Yeah, I'm spelling the word hyphen. (laughs) Hashtag hyphen.
0: Hashtag two words. Hashtag pay attention. This
1: is by far been. Hashtag come on, On Joe. (laughs) We're (laughs) losing control. We have to have them back on. That's
2: right. Well, I'm glad that you got it in high def today because I've been doing makeup for two hours. You (laughs) ready? I
0: tried to make the room as dark as possible. <laughs> yeah. I had the bags under my eyes.
2: I, got, I just got well. I just got done with a DJ gig, so I have my I got my earphones on, ready to go. I go, give me chicken, 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 so I was ready to go. <laughs> if the whole superintendent thing doesn't work out, I am ready. I am ready. Book me for your wedding. Make it happen. I'm ready. I can do a chicken dance. DJ Cricket. <laughs> yeah. I got cricket game. be throwing it out the whole time, like shooting the stuff with stress balls. What's that? You want a stress ball? You're the bride? You're going to need a stress ball. Come on over here. I'll throw a stress ball out.
0: Your headphones look like there's two stress balls on (laughs)
4: them.
2: They're awesome. awesome. Yeah, I knew I was talking to you, man. (laughs) They're awesome.
3: All right, one more, at least from me. Boxer.
0: Brief. What what was the question? Boxer? Did she B- bo- that? <laughs> Boxer? Did I just say
4: brief?
3: You know that wow. actually brief goes with boxers sure. and yeah. with- <laughs> <laughs> except I was thinking Joe's ever
4: brief on boxer?
2: No, it's not. I would say boxer is a um, <laughs> one word. I know. I'm trying. Would you? Would you? Would you just? Whew. <laughs> boxer. Don't Google search it. Come on. Oh, Go. I know what it is. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that's a connection. Okay. I wanted to say family, but, you know, it's like, it's, it's a weird deal. It's awesome. I love it. It's awesome. Oh
4: my God.
1: That's my word. I, that's God. my
2: word. Awesome.
1: Boys like and girls, crying. I don't think that we've ever had a, quite a show like this. I and
2: don't
4: think we have.
2: I, don't, I, I think that was anticipated, though, wasn't it? I mean, really? I mean,
4: honestly, <laughs> I have probably, no idea. We
2: feel, yeah, we didn't get a lot done here. There wasn't right? a lot of content being spilled, but You are to have a good time, right? <laughs>
0: They brought the heat tonight,
1: that's right. Yeah, yeah. We, oh. we we certainly brought the heat. I don't think anyone's ever had a show with two superintendents that have rocked the house quite like <laughs> you guys did. Let's give them a, a, a yeah, round of applause.
2: Nobody's nobody's putting two superintendents in one spot at one time, you know. Yeah.
1: Like, Other than the one. county roundtables and stuff. But okay, so anyway. Oh, wait, um, wait, wait, wait. Word association, county roundtable, snoozer, <laughs> sleeper. Yeah, that's just, good. Does Joe four. have those out in Wisconsin? No, I, I, I well, no do you have
2: counties out there.
1: Yeah, yeah we, have <laughs> drive, we have four. We have
4: four.
2: You'd <laughs> have to take a helicopter.
4: <laughs> no. Oh,
2: God, Hey, Jess, can you tell her if we have counties? Do we have counties around here? We do. We,
4: we have counties.
2: Yeah, okay, I just don't know if you got. I you would know,
4: hope so. Get,
2: get to them, or
1: whatever. I thought it was just like North Wisconsin and South Wisconsin. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's Carolina. Yeah, that's, right. yeah, <laughs> that's
1: well, Carolina. <laughs> good. I'm Southside Fall Creek.
2: You gotta watch right. out, Southside. Um,
1: gentlemen, before we let you go, uh, and it truly has been a, a an amazing, <laughs> epic show. Um, where can our listeners find you? And we'll start with you, Dr. Gentile.
0: Uh, well, you can find me at uh, drgentile.blogspot.com, and I'd like to repeat that that is my personal uh, blog because I know sometimes um, you know I put things out there. I don't want it to be you know that I'm uh, that I'm representing you know the school district because sometimes I have my own thoughts and I you know it's like you write a blog. Uh, you're it's part for me a reflective piece. You know you put things out there. It's how you process information, and I only say that because sometimes uh, I've gotten myself into a little bit of hot water because I, I write things on there and have opinions, and then it shows up at a board meeting sometimes. So, um, But that's where you can find me. You can find me on Twitter, Dr. Gentile underscore MPS. And I think
3: that's going to be my first question when we have you on for the superintendent chat. What
0: did I get myself in
1: trouble? For? <laughs> Uh, it happens It happens when you have opinions sometimes. But. Uh, and then there was that day on April 13th when he came on the Principal Cats podcast. Yeah, this was the beginning uh, of the end probably. <laughs> it was like, That's good. Wow. Um, but, Joe Sanfilippo from Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, you can find me in Fall Creek right across the street from my school. <laughs> Literally if you look out the window you can see the school. It's right yeah, up
2: there. You walk across the street, man. It's good stuff. It's good yeah. stuff. But anyway, you can also find me. I have a my blog is uh FC and um I'm on Twitter at Joe Sanfilippo FC and then the website is uh J Sanfilippo dot com.
4: Joe,
3: sure. I really would appreciate it if you would like change the spelling of your last name because it's so <laughs> hard. <laughs> <laughs> to spell.
2: So are you? Are you you're having a hard time with the spelling? Is that what we're having a hard time with, Jess?
3: Can I? Can I just show everybody something really quick that Melinda oh. Miller sent me? So she made a little trophy for me for Principal of the Year, and it spelled wrong. Oh.
0: Yeah. See, that's the kind of thing that gets you not interviewed,
2: right? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. For the superintendency, yeah, you're not. Just auto-corrected
3: you me. Don't get a log on my phone.
2: Yeah. Truth.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah the uh, one thing before we take off guys it's it's been uh and you know a pleasure to be here obviously, but we i i tend to try to listen often and um I think it's really cool that you're getting out there and helping all principals out and uh to take it on Teresa to take it on as a first year principal is really really cool um right. When it comes to, you know, Spike, I don't have a lot of great things to say about you, but we'll get to you in a second. And uh, I'm just kidding. And Je- Jess, you know, I think that uh, you're a great leader in the state uh, for everybody, so that's cool. But Spike, I I have so appreciated uh, our friendship, and I think it's been really cool to see you guys, the three of you, really work on this and move forward with it. It's been a, a wonderful deal. So congratulations to all of you for all the success, and Jeff, and behind the scenes and stuff. You guys are doing a great job.
4: Thanks, Joe.
2: Thanks, Joe. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Yeah, no problem. All right. do well, I, do, does the check come right to me then? Or yeah, well... You? you
4: weren't supposed to say that on air. Oh,
1: sorry, That's, but there's two, uh, maybe there's two P's oh. in San Filippo, Jess. Two P's San Filippo. Good there's
4: grief.
1: <laughs> Just make sure... We'll, we'll make sure we get that address correct. But um, definitely for all our guests, please follow uh, Dr. Gentile. He is at Dr. Gentile underscore MPS and Joe Sanfilippo. That's at Joe. Just look at one with of a us. A whole and bunch then, of words, <laughs> yeah. right? And, and then you can find us. He's in our PLN. Our next chat will be on April twenty seventh. <clears throat> excuse me, April twenty seventh, with the topic allocating budgets with student needs. Um, we want to thank our sponsor, StoryboardThat.com. Remember, all our loyal uh, TeacherCast followers can enjoy twenty five percent off any package purchased today at slash teachercast Make sure that you follow our friend and uh, producer, uh, Jeff Bradbury. He is at TeacherCast on Twitter, TeacherCast.net for blogs and resources, TeacherCast.tv for his podcasts. As we always say, this is all courtesy of Teresa, who had this idea of just saying, hey, let's do a podcast, and it's in her first year. Nice. It's crazy. crazy. Chris, <laughs> wait, wait till next year. You
2: guys have your own you know, TV show and stuff like that. It'll be great.
4: That's not what this is. <laughs> <laughs> this is Joe. a stepping
2: stone. I thought you guys would get network access or something. Where are you, like. gonna,
4: where are you gonna be in five years? No. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: you know, Joe, if the DJ thing doesn't work out, you could always work for them. You know, yes. I, I don't we have, we have that We do need a key. Yeah, we need we a key need to grip. Pick
4: out our music.
2: I Actually, simply, I simply do not hands. have that skill set at all. Ah. With the, the was. band. Okay, with the band, I'm always with the band. <laughs>
4: All right, Jess, can you take us out? Principal cast out.